0: Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kalea Wassman.
1: And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life.
0: And we're back. back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. No, I just got back.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, Welcome back.
0: Thank you. It feels good. We had a um, we had a couple of festivals uh, this weekend, October, Fest. Yeah. is a real like it's it's becoming like a, an every city kind of thing, and I kind of dig it.
1: Is there is it just like very beer heavy?
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I think people are just pumped on just you know having a reason to celebrate. So when you say October Fest, I mean that brings up beer fest beer great, boobs great, yeah beer and <laughs> boobs and you know it just kind of puts everyone in a, in a happier moment and a happier time so I, I, beer I'm, and I'm,
1: boobs I'm, will do it yeah
0: so I, i'm really happy to be able to do these beer and, and boob fest all over the country so keep if you're if you're a promoter keep going and keep doing those nice work nice yeah, work there you go hi babe sorry
1: hi So we are, we're going to answer a couple of questions that we've received via email. Okay. Um, And if you do have any questions out there, you can always reach us at love at rebelandmuse.com.
0: Right. And don't, uh, don't forget that you can always uh, review five star only review (laughs) uh, on um, iTunes uh, under podcasts and Rebel and Muse.
1: And thank you for everybody who's already gave us reviews. It's really, really kind. We read them the other day, and it was very heartwarming, so thank you very much. Um, So we've had a couple of questions. These are pretty much about negative environments, negative energy, how to handle it. Um, And then I've also had a lot of response from the blog post that I did on our website that was, uh, what was it, labeled Shield Wall? Right. Yeah. So that blog post was all about highly sensitive people or being an empath. And um, if you look online, the definition of an empath says it's usually in science fiction. I think lately. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's an old definition. Wow. So an empath is someone that can feel other people's energy. And sometimes it gets to be very extreme. And I think that every one of us, as humans, we are empathetic on some level. right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be these sentient beings. And I think other people may be a little bit more sensitive to it. Um, so there's different, there's varying degrees of it. It's also it's, it's having a heightened sense of um, clairsentience. So you can really feel. You can feel as a collective whole in a community, or you can feel one on one energy coming at you. And sometimes it can be so intense that it can uh, make an, an empath nauseous or sick to their stomach or withdrawn. Um, there's also, you know, empaths tend to gain weight around their waist to protect against negative energy. Um, empaths typically don't like the Monday of a week because collectively in a, um, in a community, Mondays are stressful, right? Everyone's getting back to work so they can feel that. It's, there's a lot of, a lot that goes into being an empath or a highly sensitive person, um, but I think a lot of people out there are really resonating with, with that.
0: Why does the body hold the weight around the waist or um, uh, more tissue around the waist?
1: When you bring in energy, it tends to be right in your solar plexus area, so around the abdomen. Okay. This is why when I give a Reiki treatment, I usually try to eat a little bit of protein, some nuts or a hard-boiled egg or something to get grounded in that area because this is where we will, will absorb the energy. So as an empath, they usually carry just a little bit more weight around that area as a, a barrier.
0: Interesting.
1: Oh, it's so weird.
0: Yeah, that is weird because I would like expect it like uh, your Your abdominals to become stronger or more like more of a shield wall, yeah, like more of a shield wall, like Ah, stronger or strength there. I wish, (laughs) (laughs) right? All right,
1: yeah. So, um, so that is what an empath is. And like I said, I think everyone, as human beings, as these sentient beings, has a a sense of empathy toward other people. Some people may not be um, as attuned to it or may not. Notice um, it or be aware it. of it. Yeah. And I so mean, they
0: just call it other things like stress, um, depression,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, all that kind of stuff, too. Crybaby. Uh, you've been called that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You told me about that. Um, oh, someone called you a crybaby.
1: Oh, all my life. As a child, I was, I was the one who was too sensitive oh, Melanie, you're just too sensitive for this world. Or, oh, she's such a crybaby. Or, yeah, I mean, even teachers would say things about me that were um, basically that I wasn't strong enough to be somewhere, you know, because I was taking everything in too much.
0: For me, the way I'm understanding this is kind of similar with everyone has a different pain threshold, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all, like, kind of within us. We just have, like, a different degree of when it starts to get to us.
1: Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So... The question from the, uh, the lady over email says, do you ever feel or come across as a bitch or selfish because you just can't handle the negativity around you? Um, yes. I, I think I don't feel like a bitch, but maybe it could be perceived that way if I'm feeling a little withdrawn and there is a lot of energy around me that I, I haven't protected myself against and I can absolutely... I, think,
0: I think everyone would be uncomfortable in that situation
1: Mm -hmm. if they haven't done that protection
0: yeah but here's a great question though is is, do you feel like a bitch it's one of those things where it's like you can actually react and feed that kind of energy Mm -hmm. or you can be very aware of what's happening withdraw and don't feed the energy and then you can later on kind of digest it And so in the future, if you ever find yourself in that situation again, you can be proactive instead of reactive.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I think um, if I'm understanding this question correctly, do you ever feel like a bitch? I don't feel like a bitch, but I think I can come across that way. Someone might misinterpret me for being standoffish.
0: Right, like rusting bitch face or something. Yeah, right. but
1: instead I'm just trying to withdraw and maybe I'm not as talkative or... Um, outgoing as i usually am or could be
0: or could leave it up to people being like oh yeah she's let let's look at her she's a resting bitch face she's not talking <laughs> she's super withdrawn she's being a
1: bitch whereas in in me like within i'm actually going oh my god oh my god oh my god there's way too much energy around me retreat
0: right, right. and that all boils down to perspective too and what people are perceiving that as. And there goes the real question as well. What makes you think of someone being a bitch?
1: Right, what are you projecting on them? Yeah,
0: what are you projecting? What's actually going on with you? And if you can like take a moment to be like, hey, i really i really need to understand something within me right now why do i think this way right now why do i feel this way right now and just giving you that break and that time to be aware of it you actually may just come up with something that wasn't even there it's just like a a story you told yourself that's like a completely fake story it's well actually it's it all it all is it's whatever story you're telling yourself (laughs) that chick's a bitch or no you know that chick's really cool she's just shy Right. Right. It could you be any story, story that you tell yourself. It's and all you- perception. Uh, exactly.
1: Yeah. So to answer the question, do I feel like a bitch? No. But I, I may come across as one to someone who's putting that story on me when I'm trying to retreat from um, energy. Absolutely. Probably energy. Yeah. Thank you for helping me figure that out, Cleo.
0: <laughs> yeah. You- yeah. <laughs> Here we go. What are what, there's um this is like a multi leveled question.
1: It is. Right. So the next part of it is, um, what do you do to guard or protect yourself? So there's m- many ways that you can do that. Visualization plays a huge role in my protecting myself from energy. Um, if you are Reiki two or Reiki master, you'll have certain um, symbols or tools that you can use, and that's really beneficial. Um, If you are not attuned to Reiki 2 or higher, then I would say a visualization of maybe a a white light of protection surrounding you before you go into a situation that may have a lot of energy, Um, like I think specifically she was asking about work. Um, Also, when I was younger, I'd put on an imaginary cloak or a, a cape, a bright purple sparkly one to be (laughs) Exact. <laughs> yeah, That
0: makes total sense.
1: Imaginary, of course, it would, but this would protect me. So, and it really felt like it did. So visualization is huge.
0: Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll throw in one as well. Uh, just trying to remove yourself from the situation for any amount of time, whether it be 30 seconds, two mm-hmm. and a half minutes, five minutes, just to find some air and breathe and think.
2: Yes.
0: Just even a little bit of time just to do that, can really allow yourself to get back in touch and in tune with yourself. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Before reacting, you can actually have a moment of, you know what, okay, I understand what this is, and I know my tools, I know what I can do in order for this to be a really good experience for me, or at least better experience for me.
1: Definitely. And sometimes we'll go into a situation when there's a lot of energy, and I won't even i won't even pay attention to it until it's too late and it's a little overwhelming so kaleo's gotten really good at turning around facing me and looking at me and say protect yourself and then it brings me into oh yeah okay i got this um placing your hands on your solar plexus that sometimes feels like a little bit of protection Um, Eating some protein, something where you can feel grounded in your stomach area right near the solar plexus. That can help for protecting against negative energy. And I would say use a protection stone like a smoky quartz. A smoky quartz helps to dispel negative energy or it also um, absorbs it. And then you can cleanse it by putting in salt water or leaving it out in the moon or the sun.
0: Yeah. And if you're really dealing with this kind of stuff um, more frequently than you want to, you can wear it, whether it be earrings, a ring, a necklace, and mm-hmm. you, you can just have that moment. And that might be all you need. That's that breath that I'm speaking of. Just that reminder of, hey, I got this. I know what's going on. It's so much easier for me when I know what's happening versus not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What, what's another level of the question?
1: How do you handle negative environments in a workplace or just in general? How to handle when someone else is being negative, how to deflect it and be at peace and okay with what's going on? Okay, wait. That's can multi-faceted we multifaceted question. Right,
0: right. Can we, let's break it down real quick. Give me, okay. the, fir- give me the first one. I, I have an answer just for okay. that first sentence.
1: How do you handle negative environments in a workplace?
0: Okay, perfect. Um, so sometimes being an opening band, uh, you go on stage and there are fans that are only there to see the band that's playing after you. And we've gone through this you know, rejection all the time. But back in the day, you didn't really understand why these people wouldn't give you a chance. Uh, maybe because maybe we are just real, real drunk and we're playing shitty, I don't know. But it did come down to the point where, it did come down to the point where it was just like, hmm, what did I ever do to you to make you look at me like this and just look like you're having a shit time? like a horrible time, and all you're doing is flipping us off because you want the other band on. It took me a long time to understand that it's not—it's nothing to do with me right. or my band. It's all them. And they're in such a rush to see their band, and before they know it, the whole night that they've you know, planned on forever is gone.
1: They've spent half of it being pissed off.
0: Yeah, and they've spent a lot of money being pissed off. And Instead then of
1: being open to, wow, this could be a cool experience.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's never, again, it comes down to that one simple basic rule. If you can remember that, it's never about you. It's always about them. And then you can also understand, okay, but then there is a reason why I'm here. So what can I learn? Or what? how can I use this for the improvement of myself? And criticize less of everyone and improve on myself and then you can take that kind of like little that little breath and then you just let the the whole thing unfold Mm
2: -hmm. kind
0: of that way it's like okay cool and then and then not only do you feel better but the whole situation is kind of toned down it's like you don't ever have to see that person for me it's like i never have to see that person again right if i don't want to. now here's the funny part this is the story i told myself
1: I was just going to bring up the story.
0: But this is the story I told myself. However, I see that guy at one of our shows that we're headlining, (laughs) flipping off the opening band that we brought. So it's one of those. So now he's there seeing us. So it's it was it was never that was the story I said. I don't know what this guy's story is.
1: Maybe he just doesn't like to wait.
0: Maybe, yeah, I don't. It, I don't. I don't even need to try to come up with a story for him. That's not my business. Right. My business is my story. But it really is so funny when you actually see it happen in your life. For this, that same fan is now waiting for us to come on stage
1: and flipping and, off the and doing the same thing. Hand.
0: That yeah. So it's mm-hmm. really it's an interest that the whole spectrum of it is so fascinating to me.
1: Right, and and he could be having a really good time. Maybe that's how he has fun. Yeah,
0: maybe like that. Maybe he's like a a toll booth guy, and he has to (laughs) smile the whole time. Yeah, get through, get through, get through, and then he just wants to flip someone off legally. I mean, like you can just flip someone off the whole time in front of the stage and just
1: here I am. I'm having so much fun right now. You never
0: know what anyone's going through. You never know their story. (laughs) And what causes actual um, torment is when you try to figure out someone's story.
1: Yeah, that's when it becomes negative.
0: Well, I mean, if you want it to be.
1: So, okay, similar to that, I've had sometimes teaching yoga where there's a person in class that looks like they're having a miserable time. Right? Resting yoga face, we'll call it.
0: That's they great. just
1: look like they're having the worst time ever. They're not connecting with your theme. They're really not enjoying the sequence. They're just ready to get out of there. But that's the story I'm telling myself. Because at the end of practice, that person would come up to me and say, that was the best class ever. Thank you so much, with a smile. But during the practice, angry and miserable looking. It's happened quite a few times.
0: We're so trained to make up stories. Life is one big story, and it's what you're telling yourself. And for us to assume that we could tell anyone else's story, it's, it's that's really going to cause some torment, mm-hmm. you know? Just... Just try to like, just try to find that breath, that time and use those tools. Like you're talking about the invisibility cloak, the purple one, the sparkle purple one. (laughs) I mean,
1: I think I'm changing the color of it now, but yeah,
0: it's, it's, that was my,
1: that was one back then. It's
0: just whatever, it's whatever you have that, you know, brings you back to that awareness of, of remembrance of like, you know what? And it is a practice and you know what? I just need to remember a couple of great tools that I know how to use and then I can move through this situation with um, the ease that I need to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Well, and I think the, the rest of that question kind of um, might even answer itself. So the next part is, in general, how do you handle when someone else is being negative? How to deflect it, which could be doing all of that protection, mm-hmm. or going back to understanding that it's probably not about you. Whatever's coming at you could be... It's not um, about you. Right. (laughs) It's just, it's not about you. It's true. Right. Um, To be at peace and okay with what's going on. Well, there you go. Be at peace with it, knowing that it's not about you and be okay with what's going on. Worrying about what your reaction is. You can't control other people's energy or other people's actions, just your reactions to it.
0: Yeah. And here, here's a great one too. Let's talk about traffic. Traffic. I just went through traffic and there was too many people around me.
1: This is an actual conversation we had on our way home from the store today. It's just
0: too much traffic. So instead of being in that situation anymore, I just took a a frontage road, a side road, the, uh, the coast highway. It's the road less traveled at that moment. Did it take us a lot longer to get home? Absolutely. But it is what I needed as far as that breath. Mm-hmm. To really just kind of like come back and take care of number one first, which was which was it's oh it's always you. you're always number one, yeah, and just to have that that moment, that peace, that breath, so the cool thing is is if you're aware and you're looking, there are some options. Um, try not to feel trapped. Just try to be creative and look for those little outlets that you can use, whether it be like, excuse me, um, I need to use the bathroom for. A minute and you just go to the bathroom even if you don't have to go but that just gives you enough time to have some silence connect with yourself and go okay I can utilize the tools I understand the situation I know that has this has nothing to do with me yet I am in this so I am ready and then you come back out and I can't tell you how how much that has helped me and my health over the years
1: mm-hmm. really Getting in nature as well.
0: Oh, if you, if you got that kind of time, then uh, yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: So the, the woman that emailed, she gave me a little anecdote, a little story about someone who told her she was an empath and how um, she said that her sponge was full. And I think that's a really good analogy. So think of yourself as a, a human being, as a sponge. And if you're taking in all of this negative energy, you're going to have to wring it out some point or you're just going to feel completely um, overwhelmed and it could even you know, bring you some health issues when you're taking so much in and it can manifest in a physical manner. So I say uh, uh, wring out your sponge. Go to the beach. Go to nature. Go to... Go hiking. Um, just take off your shoes and, and walk barefoot in the grass for a few moments. Whatever you can do to re-energize yourself and get rid and dispel any negative energy that you may be feeling, let it go. Breathe, meditate, nature. All of that can recharge you.
0: That visual of wringing out a sponge brings mm-hmm. to mind um, all the twist that we do in yoga class, mm-hmm. where you're just twisting all of your 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 torso. You're lower in your upper body. And you're twisting and you're wringing out your organs like a sponge and just removing that energy.
1: Yeah, that's actually what I taught this morning in class And the 9 a.m. was all about the solar plexus, the manipura, pura, and, and twisting.
0: Mm-hmm. Good.
1: In Sorry. fact, you're doing that again today at 5.30. Do you want to join?
0: Possibly. I might have to go into nature, though. Waves are good.
1: <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. So the next question.
0: Wait, that was all? That's On it. That? Wow. Yeah. That was... That took about 20 minutes to get to that. Yeah. Wow. Good question, whoever brought that in. Thank you very much for your time and, and you know, really uh, articulating yourself.
1: Yeah. So the next one is what time of day do you feel most creative and after what activities? All right. So, what time of day do you feel most a- uh, creative? I would say for me, usually in the morning. However, I can I can pull it in. I can harness it at any time of day, if um, if I've done preparation, which brings us to after what activities? Um, definitely not after traffic. I would say meditation would be a really good one. Um, sex is really good. After these activities, you I, I usually feel more creative.
0: Awesome. I, I can't really ant- I don't have a time. I. I'm, like, on call 24-7, and it's been like that my whole life. So, on
1: call to to music. So I yeah. used to say that I was Kaleo's mistress and music is his wife. <laughs> oh, no, it was the opposite. I was your wife, music is your mistress.
0: I think it works both and, At actually. any
1: time of day, I mean, sometimes it's 3 a.m., he will run downstairs into the studio, and I'll just hear him playing guitar and, and writing when it hits – when it hits you, you feel no pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's when not
0: it... true. When music hits me, I can feel pain because if I'm exhausted, mm. I'll still just lay in bed, and there's no way I can just go to sleep mm-hmm. until I get up. And I know this. I've 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 been dealing, or I've been um, fortunate enough to have this this art visit me for so long. That, but that I've I've understood that when it comes to visit, you pay attention, and you go do what you need to do. Or else, who knows, when the next time you'll get visited.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why we have guitars and writing books all over our house.
0: Yeah. Yes, you're a very, very patient and decorative oh, uh wife. no, I love it. Yeah.
1: Well, we, we, because they're always all over the house, we use that as our, our art pieces <laughs> on the wall. We hang guitars all over. So at any moment, right. if music visits, you can grab it from the wall and, and go write some music.
0: Yeah. So, um, but I do uh, I do like what you uh, said about um, after meditation and after sex. I think I just feel better after both of those anyway. Yeah. So, so
1: prescription daily. Yeah. Two, more meditation,
0: possible. more sex. Have mm-hmm. fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it for those questions.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, but I do have a couple of books. If anybody is interested in. Um, highly sensitive person or as an empath if you want to read more about it because like i said so many people have responded to that blog post and i think everyone is is an empath on some level Um, there is a book called the empaths survival guide by judith orloff Um, there's another one called let's see here empath two in one a comprehensive guide for emotional healing self-protection and survival for empaths and highly sensitive people that's a really long title but we'll put this in the in the show notes
0: it's almost like they they made that title up just for searching google books on (laughs) on on this subject they just threw everything in the title
1: right well there's a lot of books out there and actually you can get them um, on the audible trial if anybody's interested in that like we talked about in the last podcast Audible is offering Rebel and Muse listeners a free 30-day trial and one free book. You would just need to go to audibletrial.com slash rebelandmuse, sign up with your Amazon account, and get a free book and free 30 days, and you can cancel at any time.
0: Perfect for when you're driving and uh, you're either stuck in traffic or you take a road less traveled that's going to take a lot longer for you to get to your destination,
1: by the way. Yes, by the way. (laughs) all
0: right all right is that it that's it all right actually no, it's not it we're going to uh take you out with a song from catastro's album strange nights and uh this song is called flow oh
1: i like that one yeah it's such yeah. a good album
0: so uh, here it is flow uh thank you for listening and mm-hmm. we'll be back next monday
2: all right Ooh. bye if i do look down if i do look low I'ma do a little dance and I'ma make a little love. Love, love And you know this right 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 If I do look down Five do look low I'ma do a little dance And I'ma make a little love La love, love. And you know this right, right Won't you wait wait till I'm home Don't you wait up Yo, do you wanna leave when I feel my bump but just take my keys and go love, love. And you know this right, right, right Now you're looking at me like I can't have it Cause I ain't an actor or a dude with a British accent But I got a lot of bad habits And I got the personality of an addict Whip up my stick like it's magic Roll up the shit then we pass it And then we'll wake up in the morning Looking at each other like it never really happened Would you <laughs> wait, wait to my Five do look down, five do look low I'ma do a little dance, and I'ma make Mm. a little love